Whoa, what's this? No intro? No, the intro will hit soon. This is just a disclaimer. Tyler and I had to fit in this recording before he started covering training camp, so we weren't able to react to Cliff Kingsbury saying that Kyler Murray will miss the next five days of training camp at a minimum after testing positive for COVID-19. So besides that, this episode's still jam-packed with anything that you need Cardinals related, so I'll kick it over now. It's going to be a quarterback run up the middle at the 10, at the 5. Murray dies for the end zone, and he's in for the touchdown. Got to launch it. He does. Left side into the end zone. Jump ball, and oh, my goodness, it's caught. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. He caught it for a touchdown with one second left. I can't believe it. Give Johnson up the middle. Gets leveled in the backfield by J.J. Watt. A tackle for a loss for Watt. Hello and welcome back into another edition of Cardinals Corner, a podcast brought to you by Arizona Sports. My name is Eric Ruby, 98.7 FM's afternoon contributor, but the man of the hour, the man returning alive, well, fully rested, a good sleep schedule over the weekend, and boots on the (laughs) ground at Cardinals training camp today, the one and only Tyler Drake returns. Tyler, how are you feeling? Hey, we're doing good. Uh, just glad to actually be here because uh, almost had a little flight cancellation hit me. And yeah, so it was uh, storming all weekend over in the uh, Las Vegas. But oh, it was that's where time. you were, Las Vegas, huh? <laughs> yep, had some best man duties to attend to. Uh, shout out to my buddy Ryan and his fiance Courtney. But yeah, it was a great time. And now we're back and there was, uh, yeah, no uh, no rest for the wicked, right? Well, as much as I love investigative journalism, Tyler, I'm going to let that one rest and I won't dig and pry where I shouldn't be digging and prying. We'll just say you had best man duties and leave it at that because we have a lot of other stuff to get into. Of course, this is Cardinals Corner, Tyler. You're the Cardinals beat reporter over on ArizonaSports.com. So we're going to talk about the Cardinals and we're uh, into training camp now. And uh, we haven't spoken since a certain contract um got released and then changed and we haven't had a chance to react to any of that obviously i'm talking about the independent study clause so i'm gonna look at it in a retrospective view because there's no point in talking about how we felt in the moment but we were texting back and forth tyler and i think the general consensus is what the hell is going on and why the hell is this going on is that still the feeling right now yeah it's just at the end of the day it's just why was why did this have to be a thing if I mean, we've got to be real about it. There was This was going to get figured out. This was going to get looked at. Like, why put it in there? Why have the potential to do what it did? I mean, plain and simple. It's, I know bad press is good press. Everything's good. But, like, at the end of the day, why would you ever put that clause in there? I know it shows, like, hey, you know, you got to give a little. We got to give a little. But, uh, yeah, you just you got you can't do that. And that's, if you're, just, that's going to separate sides. If you're going to put it in. Like, don't set the bar so incredibly low. Like, four hours a week? Dude, That's a, we spend more time on this podcast than that. Like, we should be quarterbacking <laughs> for the Arizona car. Like, what do you mean four hours a week? And obviously, like, if you're Kyler, everybody's like, oh, well, he agreed to it. He agreed to it, which to a certain extent. I, I understand uh, that sentiment of like, why wouldn't you agree with it? You know, if you weren't okay with it being in the contract, you couldn't, you shouldn't be embarrassed, blah, blah, blah. But dude, it's $230 million and they're asking you for this four hours a week. I'm going to tell you it's stupid and then you're going to tell me that you want it and then we're going to go back and forth. But at the end of the day, you're the one offering me the money. You pretty much are the one with more leverage here in this situation. And so he did it and it it came and it bit him in the butt, man. But 
look, Kyler did hold an impromptu press conference, which is not something that he's ever done before in my recollection. Obviously, Tyler, you've no, you've been no, a little bit yeah, closer with this I mean, team, but like it's completely yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, it was, and and that was in and for whatever you want to say, forever, however you want to cut it, like it, it's one of those things that had to happen. You can't, you couldn't get through another day, another week, another couple days of practice without addressing it and getting past it. Because I mean, that's what it is, and everybody, you know, that's the biggest thing. Oh, can Kyler be a leader? Can he do this? Can he do this? And it's like, well, that's the first step right there. I don't care how it was set up, if it was impromptu, if it wasn't impromptu, if. You know, they all came together and said the night before and said, hey, do it. Like, he still went out and did it. And I think that shows at least that, uh, that I mean, that's a leadership quality in my eyes. Like, if you're going to go out there and face, face the music when you could probably just hang back and wait a couple weeks and let it die down a little bit, I thought that was, I thought that was a good move. Yeah, I mean, I brought this uh, up yeah. on, on Burns and Gambo just to echo your point and your sentiment. Like, as terrible as this situation is and the fact that it really shouldn't be going on, if we're being completely honest, like the Cardinals organization should not have done this. This is just something terrible to do to your franchise player because you knew the backlash that was coming. Kyler stood up for himself. Kyler went out there and he spoke for himself and he handled it like a leader. He didn't go out and he didn't point any fingers. He didn't say he was upset with the organization. You know, he seemed like he had a little bit of content for the media, which is an interesting way to spin it. Like being a part of the media aside, like we're, we're not the ones who put this in there. And obviously this was going to get out. Like this wasn't something that's going to stay quiet. This is the only time this has ever happened. When you get the national talking heads and that's yeah, all they're talking about. Like, a, it's I think it was more so about that. I think that's what he was kind of addressing. I don't necessarily think that anybody over here really spun the narrative any other way of like, hey, this is in his contract. But yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, you've got to think like you would be irked too if somebody's calling out your work ethic on the oh, regular yeah. basis to the point where now it's like, if you don't do this, your contract is in default. So yeah. I think that's where he's coming from. And, and I think that's another reason why I needed to come and say it because if you just sit back and are okay with people calling you out and doing that, then what does that show for you? I mean, he didn't just have to defend himself from the national media. It kind of feels like he has to defend himself for his own team. Not Steve Keim, not Cliff Kingsbury, because what we've learned is that this has very much been a Michael Bidwell thing through and through. This is something that he's wanted to put in Kyler's contract. And I like to ask the question because we're so focused on short term. Oh, what happens if Kyler, you know, has a bad first couple of weeks? Are they going to blame it on the film study? But like players look at this type of stuff, man. And if you want to be a destination as a team, your ownership can't be doing stuff like this to your best player. Put your feelings no. aside about Kyler Murray, even if you don't feel like he should get paid. There's not a single debate on this team. I feel like like he's the best player. Maybe D-Hop could be there, but D-Hop's also getting older, like, and he's suspended for six games, which we'll get to because somebody else got suspended for the same length. That doesn't make any sense. But, like, this is Kyler Murray, okay? You don't want to go out there and embarrass him, and you know what? Some people have floated the theory that this has basically been put in there to motivate him, for him to be like, ah, oh, no, I put the work in. And if that's if that's what it does, that's great. I just... I can't help but think there has to be a better way to do that than to put yeah, this in and then take it there's out. A, there's certainly another way to go about it. Didn't have to go that much. And, and like, I mean, I, when you listen to Ian Rappaport talk about how he found it, I mean, he was looking for the baseball clause and went to that. So just one of those things where it was going to get discovered. Everyone was going to go look at that contract as soon as they could get their eyes on it and it was going to get found out. So 
yeah, just just absolute wild couple of days of just back. And, and that's forth. just one I mean, player. It's, it's almost it's almost like the off season. It's almost like the beginning of the off season, but now just shortened up to the back and forth that we got over the last couple of months. But hopefully, I mean, hopefully this is yeah. Hopefully that's the thing that pushes them, and this is kind of the end of it. But who knows? Whenever the end of this is ever, there's. Be. I, I feel like, like I thought we reached that already. I think everybody did. I think everybody hoped that we reached that, and then it's like a day later, a day later, barely. It's like, oh, here's this independent study clause. And yep. if it was really like, if Kyler, if Kyler Murray really did not sit and watch four hours of film independently every single game week, if he wasn't meeting that standard, two things are real. One, he's the most talented athlete that's ever walked this planet, period. He's already up there, but like period bar none doesn't matter. I don't care who you're talking about. If that's the standard that he set, he's the best athlete ever. Two, if this wasn't removed, then then it's actually a problem. Like if he actually didn't do this, they wouldn't have a problem removing it. This was obviously just put in there for reasons other than to get Kyler Murray to watch film for four hours. Yep, yep. And I do want to give Kyler some justice because we could talk about it all we want. I- I'd like to put in a little bit of what he said when he held this impromptu press conference, basically saying, if you think I got here after all of this without work ethic, I don't know what to tell you. Today, I'm starting off, I'm talking today because, um, you know, I feel uh, it's necessary, you know, um, with what's going on as far as regarding me and, and the things that are being said about me. Um, it's It's almost, you know, to think that, I can accomplish everything that I've accomplished in my career um, and not be a student of the game and not um, not not have that passion and not not take this serious is is almost it's disrespectful and it's it's almost it's it's almost a joke you know um it's to me it's um I'm flattered you know I'm, I'm honestly flattered that y'all think that at my size I can go out there and not prepare for the game and not um you know not take it serious. It's, 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 it's disrespectful, I feel like, to my peers, to all the, to all the, the great athletes and great players that are in this league. Um, this game's too hard. Uh, to, to play the position that I play in this league, um, it's, it's, it's too hard. And I think that puts a nice bookend on this conversation, Tyler, because like you said, this is hopefully the end of it. It's probably not. Something will probably go up week three, week four, sometime when we get into hard knocks. But for now, for now... This is the end of that chapter. So let's move yeah, on to another end. chapter it's, in the book. It's the end of the chapter until we get to talk to the man who had who was who had the ink on the paper. <laughs> All right, Tyler. You know those like books where it's kind of like choose your own adventure and based off of what you decide to do, they have you like flip to a page and it's a different story and your choices basically affect how the story ends. Have you ever read one of those? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So that's what we're going to be doing with this podcast with you, okay? I'm the book, and you're choosing where to go. We've got two chapters that we can jump to. Chapter number one is DeAndre Hopkins' hashtag free D-Hop. Chapter number two is just notes from Cardinals training camp over basically the end of last week while you were over in Vegas. Just stuff to get people caught up on. Which chapter would you like to go to? Let's go go the D-Hop route. All right, let's do it. D-Hop. Hashtag free D-Hop. He said he's innocent. He posted it on his Instagram story. And this all coming on the same day that De- I almost said DeAndre Hopkins again. No, Deshaun Watson got suspended for six games. The same amount of games that DeAndre Hopkins got suspended for, for 0.01% of something in his system. 
But the only difference is Deshaun Watson has multiple, and I put emphasis on multiple, sexual assault allegations. So yep. D-Hop is coming out and saying, um, this doesn't add up to me because I probably got cross-contaminated with something that I never even took, and I'm suspended for six games. And then this guy, who shouldn't even be playing football, let alone have the guaranteed money that he has, is out here getting suspended for the same amount of games. Oh, and by the way, Calvin Ridley opened, a, opened up a DraftKings account, and he can't even play this year. <laughs> but this is the standard that's, that's, that's yeah. being set. Yep, and you've got to think, like, does the NFL go back and look at these now? I mean, it's just, it's just one of those things where you've got, you've got to take another look at that. It's almost like... But will they? I, who knows? I, well, I mean, what was, the, what was the suspension for Ray Rice, the, the first one? And then he got the... Oh, right? dude. He got suspended a couple games. And like then it two was like, games? Oh, wasn't it like two video. games? Yeah, exactly. So it's just, it's, they've, got to, they've got to figure something out. The NFL's got to figure something out with that. It's just so... On, like, it's frustrating and disheartening. You, yeah. Yeah. Like I you, mean, yeah, Hopkins even told us exactly what it was. I mean, there's got to be a way there, – there's got to be something – something's got to be done. I don't know exactly how it's going to get done, but something's got to be done on that regard of just there's no way that somebody that possibly – maybe it is a contamination gets the same amount of games as somebody that is in the weeds as bad as this guy is over in Cleveland right Hey, now. if you want to give six games to DeAndre Hopkins, I don't – I wouldn't personally think that's fair for what he got caught with, like – yeah, we cover the Cardinals, but just putting literally all of that aside on just a like non-biased blanket basis, the point one percent of what was it, Austerine or something? Like, look, yeah. it's obvious that he didn't take it, or at least he didn't intend to, and that it wouldn't affect DeAndre Hopkins, especially six months down the line, whenever he t- got tested. It's the fact that you match that suspension with something which is. Evil, cynical, almost in a sense. That's not what DeAndre Hopkins did. And we can sit here and talk about Deshaun Watson and the problem with the NFL and the problem with how they handle these type of things for hours. In fact, I love to do that. But we're, we're a Cardinals podcast. So when you compare it and when you talk about this DeAndre Hopkins situation, there's just no right reason in this world he should be suspended for that amount of games if that's the baseline that's being set with Deshaun Watson. I'm fine with arguing that you can set the baseline different, but the NFL obviously isn't doing that. Now, that begs the question, when this first got reported with DeAndre Hopkins, it said he already dropped his appeal process, which confuses me as to why we're here now, months later, him saying, I'm innocent, I should be free, everybody else saying free D-hop, whatever... But you dropped the appeal, my guy. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I don't it, understand what's going on. Maybe you can reopen yeah, it, but that I doesn't mean, make it, sense. It's one of those things where, yeah, because then he talked later and, and he even said, you know, they're still looking into it. So, yeah, that that's a little gray area, I think, right now. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe they can reopen it. I, I don't know. But at this point, I think if there was ever a chance to, like, nudge it and get it back open, I think this might be able to – get it back home just because of the whole Watson situation. Well, the Cardinals aren't even preparing for him to be ready anytime before week six. I mean, Cliff said it during training camp. D-Hop kind of has a little bit of a different schedule than everybody else. DeAndre just a vet day. Yep. We're going to be smart. Like I said, he's going to be on a different plan than everybody else is. He's not starting his season until later on. Yeah, but as soon as that changes or if it can change, if it will change, I mean, I don't, I don't think – they know what they're doing with Hopkins in that offense. It's more so what the what they have to do without him in the offense. Yeah, I just feel like if if the organization and himself held any hope that he could maybe come back sooner, 
I don't know. Maybe you just start him on training camp the same way because he doesn't really want to do training camp because he's a vet and he wants to save his body. That's fine. Like, I'm okay with that. But I just feel like this is kind of posturing from him. And I'm not saying that he's wrong. I'm not saying that he should be suspended for six games. But this seems like too little too late. And you kind of dug yourself in in your own grave at this point if you've already dropped the appeal and that was your decision. Maybe it's not. I could be ignorant, and I'm totally willing and able to admit that. But from what I understand, from what I know, and from what I've seen, all the context that we can grab, this is already over. Yeah, you would have to think. So I don't know what they're supposed to to do. I don't know what all uh, this is supposed to achieve or accomplish. I I don't know. I'm, I would just assume that he's not playing till week seven. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, that is the safest assumption for himself, for the team, and for us as media, as fans, as consumers. Like, do not expect the Cardinals' best receiver to be wearing pads until they play the Saints. Like, yeah. that's, that's just the way that it's probably going to be. All right. Let's jump into training camp. I'm I'm taking control of this choose your own adventure now, Tyler. You you've had your chance. Now it's it's my turn to take control and we're we're going to run into some big notes from training camp. Now obviously, something that I've hyper fixated on that I've talked about for months basically at this point is Isaiah Simmons. And oh buddy, have we had a lot of Isaiah Simmons talk? He's been playing different positions. Nobody has committed, not even Cliff, to say where he's going to be playing. They say he's going to jump all over. Oh, my gosh, he's a generational talent. That's great. That's good and all. We've talked about that. So I want to jump to everything else. There are two big things that I want you to choose from. Now I'm putting the power back in your hand, Tyler. Yeah, yeah, tell me, tell me. Who's going to call the plays on defense? Or Zayvon Collins actually being loud? Which one of those would you like to talk about first? Call the plays. All right. Jalen Thompson, a safety. More or less, all the signs have been pointing to him having the green dot on his helmet. Now, a couple things are unusual about that. Number one, it's a safety. That doesn't usually happen in the NFL. This is not a normal situation. Weird thing number two, this is Jalen Thompson when asked if he had any experience on whether to play, he called plays on defense. I don't. I don't. This is my first year doing it, but uh, it's going pretty good so far. We did a little bit in the spring, and uh, it looked pretty good, so they just been keeping it in my helmet so far. And the short answer, I'm, it, you just heard it there, it's no. But fellow defensive players, coaches, all that have come out and said, hey, JT, he can handle it. I mean, here's Marcus Golden on, on Jalen Thompson just as a general player. Oh, man, he, JT, he's a beast, man. Uh, I think he can handle anything you put on him, he'll be able to handle the way he work every day, uh, the way he come into meetings, man. He's a different type of dude, man. He's a different type of guy. He's one of them dudes that you want to get on that field when you want to have him on your side. So I think he's going to do great. Whatever you put on him, he's just like Buddha. He'll be ready to do it. So when you put all that together, Tyler, what's your opinion? How do you feel about, look, they haven't confirmed it yet. They haven't come out and said he will be the one guy calling plays, have the mic in his helmet. But more or less, it'll look like that'll at least be it for part of the season. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I think you can tell the guy's really confident in that. I mean, we've only talked to him one time, but it seems like, you know, he's confident. It seems like he's worked on it this offseason. And there's going to be, I think there's a mix of guys in there to to see how this defense is going to operate the best. I think it's kind of a clean slate with Hicks out of like, all right, now let's really see who can take it, take over the green dot and really go with it. And if it's Jalen, it's Jalen. I think if he can prove himself to be able to not only play safety but get everybody 
in the spots they need to be and, and get the defense out right, then I think that's the way you go. I think if they're confident in it, go with it. I, and, and, yeah, as, as you know, it's pretty rare to have that happen. But, you know, the Rams have done it before where they had a safety call in the plays. And so it's not completely out of normal. And it, it, it could help with the secondary of getting them even more in position to, you know, stop the football. So I think it could definitely work out. And then also I think if they've, they've got to try, to try to get other guys involved too, of just I think it's just going to go a long way. If they can get these guys to get a more of a leadership role, it's just now it's who's going to be the best at getting this team set. Does it worry you that Zayvon Collins isn't calling the plays or is it maybe more comforting? I mean, I think it's, I think it's a little bit of both just because you've got to think like he's here. He came here for a reason. They want him to play Mike Backer for a reason that usually comes with play calling. So that's still a bit of a concern of why isn't he just gotten the clear, clear path, green light for the green dot. But, this, but then you look at the other way, like if he's not ready for it, why would you, you know, sabotage a defense with a guy who isn't quite there yet or where they want him to be. So I think you can kind of go both ways with it a little bit. Yeah, I, I think you just have to understand the situation he's in. Like, if you're being hopeful, it's concerning because this is the guy that when he was drafted, oh my God, this this is going to be the guy. He's going to be calling the plays. He's going to be your Mike linebacker. I mean, he was basically metaphorically handed the keys as soon as he came into the league. Obvi- that, that didn't happen. It didn't happen that way, and that's why we sit here now. But it's comforting in the sense of they're not just going to throw it on him for the sake of throwing it on him. They're not just no, going to be like, no. oh, you're Zayvon Collins. You're the first-round draft pick who we said is going to do this, so you're going to do this. That's the comforting that, part of it. Yeah, that's the good part about it because if that, like I said, you'd be sabotaged. Van Chosen would be sabotaging the defense if he threw somebody in there that couldn't get the plays out, couldn't, and yeah. So, yeah, 100%. I mean, you've got to look at that and kind of see that self-awareness kind of in motion. And speaking of Zayvon, here's Marcus Golden, who you heard him speak about Jalen Thompson earlier. Here's him when he was asked who stood out among the linebacker core in camp so far. They're doing good, man. They're doing good. They're pushing themselves. They're out there talking a lot. I heard Zayvon talking a lot, which I ain't heard too much last year. So to hear him out there knowing what to do, he's telling me the plays. He's yelling loud. He's taking command of the defense. I like to see that in him because I think he, if he just keep his confidence, man, he got a real bright future. And then, like I said, I talked about Isaiah. He out there doing his job too, man. So those guys stepping up and doing everything they asked to do. I mean, he starts off and he says it's Zayvon. Zayvon's being loud. Zayvon's talking like he wasn't talking last year. And hey, if he's not calling the plays, but that's what he's doing and he's telling Marcus Golden where to be and how to play. Hey, if you're not going to be the Mike, but you're going to do that, by all means, that is a welcome step in growth. The only problem is you actually have to do that. Yeah, and exactly, and that's that's what I was gonna say earlier. Like, if you if we've, if they've got multiple guys in there trying to call the defense, read the plays, like if they're not if they don't have the mic, they're still gonna be able to tell the other guys, you know, at least get them in position, probably better than they would if they weren't doing that. So, I definitely think. I mean, it, it might be little steps right now for him, and and maybe he's got to check off a couple more boxes before he they really feel comfortable with them, and that's why they're giving everybody else a chance. So. I, yeah, but like I said, I think you've got to tell the, you tell the line about, about being comfortable and, and concerning, but at the end of the day, like you can't sabotage the defense for one player that, if he's not ready, he's not ready. Right, you can't put too much into his hands, but look, the potential's always there with Zayvon Collins, and I think we both agree he has the tools to be a really good player in this league. He just has to play, and he has to get over the mental aspect of it. So let's hope 
that maybe putting him in this position where like there's definitely pressure on him to be a leader, to be vocal, especially if the person calling the plays is so far away from the line and your safety, Jalen Thompson, you need somebody who gets down and dirty in the middle there to tell everybody what the heck is going on. If he's that yep. guy, that's great because who it's not going to be, and this is not a slight on him, it's more of a transition, is Isaiah Simmons. Because Isaiah Simmons is going to be all over the dang field, according to basically every member of the Cardinals organization. They refuse to commit him to one position. I've said my piece on this. I don't really want to revisit it too much in the sense of I don't maybe agree with how they're using him. But I do want to talk about the possible good outcomes in all of this. Because while everybody is worried, including myself, about spreading him too thin, he's a top 10 pick athletically he's there his role is now being compared to a I believe it's called a star linebacker and that's Jalen Ramsey's role more or less if the name is different the role remains the same him Jalen Ramsey they're going to use him in a similar way moving him around the field if this guy works out if he's one of those guys that you can plug in at safety at inside linebacker heck line him up have him rush on edge I don't know put him anywhere it seems like That's the way they're talking about him. If that works out, if that works out, if that's huge, huge for this defense. Yeah. And maybe, maybe this whole kind of change in philosophy somewhat is because maybe they just are saying, Hey, we've got to try other ideas with these two in the middle. Like we tried it last year. We it's slow going. So let's, uh, let's mix it up. Let's throw them as a safety. Let's make Zayvon. Let's have multiple guys pick up the green doctor right now. See what happens. Like, Maybe that's the kick that he needs. We just talked about Kyler getting maybe that's a little extra motivation now with the study pod. Maybe that's the same thing with David if he's not like the number one undisputed guy getting the green dot. It's so much it's such a weird dynamic because it appears right now that Nick Vigil will be the starting inside linebacker along with Zavin. Marcus Golden's on your edge. You don't really know who's going to be on that other edge, assuming it's probably going to be like a rotation of pieces, including possibly uh, Christian Ringo, who uh, the Cardinals signed up. Oh, no, Antoine Woods, I believe, is the guy they will probably use there. Christian Ringo is more of a camp body. Um, but, I mean, they did make multiple signings on defensive end. I mean... We don't really know the full layout of this and how it's going to be consistently, but part of me feels like there might be a purpose behind that. They might be trying to hide exactly how they're going to scheme these guys because last year everybody figured them out on both sides of the ball. So if you can get ahead of it even now, that could pay dividends week 10, 11, 12, 13, maybe into the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, we also got to include it could be all it could be all gamesmanship too i mean all this talk about isaiah playing safety could be something to throw the chiefs a little extra wrinkle for week one who knows like yeah i mean nothing's out of the question if he's if it's oh my god he's going to be a play safety oh my god he's going to play safety and then he gets a majority of his snaps inside linebacker which i i feel like it would be somewhere else except for there it feels like they don't want to use him as inside linebacker consistently okay or even if they use him on the edge I that's mean, what i'm saying like it, it like would be that, edge edge he doesn't play safety at all that'd be hilarious and that would be so funny because, hey, if you're talking about an edge rusher, a f- just a freak athlete, Isaiah Simmons, like, there's a lot of potential there. And that really could work out for him. But if he's work, if he is actually working with the safeties this entire time, and even during closed portion, he's working with the safeties, which, like, you know, don't know, I don't know what's going on during closed portion. A lot of people don't. Like, if he's, if he's working with the safeties this whole time, I don't want to bet on him going and doing these other things and throwing him out there as an edge or as an inside linebacker. Like, 
what if you don't know what's going on there? You can't just bank off athleticism, and it's it's shades of Hassan Reddick where they just didn't know how to properly use him. And before I get too negative in that, like that is a possibility, but you have to also acknowledge the possibility of this all turning out right. So I want to ask you a big picture, Tyler, big picture question before we let you go off and do what you got to do. Boots on the ground at Cardinals, Cardinals training camp. I want to ask you if everything goes right, goes right on this defense with the personnel they have it now. We can't assume they get anybody at anybody, whatever. But if Isaiah Simmons is perfect as a star backer, I mean perfect, plays safety, plays edge, plays inside linebacker, he's that guy. Vigil, solid vet, put him in the middle. Zavin, oh, he's talking, he's there. I mean, he's playing like a first-round pick, and Golden's playing like he's playing off of Chandler Jones, but he's not. If all of that is going right, how much does that raise the ceiling or the floor of this team? No, for sure. I think it's... Quite a bit. I think that's the biggest thing. And it's, I mean, it starts up front and it goes to the back. So, like, that's the thing. If you have Jalen with the mic, maybe that's helping that secondary a little bit more than it would if a linebacker was calling it. And then you've got that, you've got that front seven now, like, hey, man, like, Zavin's not our guy, but he's still calling the plays. Like, he's still getting it out. Like, he's still getting it set up. So, I think there's just a lot of, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts, but yeah, they all fit, right? It's, it, it could work really well. And, and yeah, I mean, it could even make the Chandler Jones loss not be as such a massive hit, especially if you get a guy like Isaiah getting enough pressure to open up Marcus Golden a little bit more. You want to know the two most important words that you just said? What? If and could. <laughs> yep. Like, look. That's what I mean. If, that's that's where we're at. If and could may be the theme of this Cardinals training camp. If, yes. could, maybe, ha- oh, boo, what if, like, okay, we have to temper expectations and we can't be all doom and gloom, but that, that probably won't happen, the best case scenario, but names that haven't even been mentioned so far is possibly one of, if not the best at their position in the league, Buda Baker. He's here. Yep. Like, he, he yep. will be here and he will be a constant, especially for somebody like JT, if he's calling plays to have Buda next to him, so experienced, like, that, that could be a really... Really solid veteran piece that brings it all together. We just have to see. This defense has been together for a lot of years. Vance Joseph has been here for a lot of years. It's the same offensively. Cliff and Kyler are going into year four. I mean, there's a lot of things that if they click into place, this team could be turning heads at the beginning, middle, and if they're up for it, the end of the season. But as we end this podcast, as I like to do, I want to end it on a funny note. For any speculation that J.J. Watt might be the pl- person calling plays at the end of the day for the Cardinals, I'll let him tell you why that's a big, fat no. No, absolutely not. I have done that. Uh, we tried that experiment one time uh, in Houston, and I almost passed out. Uh, there is a lot I mean, I have, I've always said this my whole career. The amount of respect that I have for the guy, whoever it is, most of the time it's a Mike linebacker wearing a green dot. To be able to run down and play, I mean, cover, pass, 20, 40 yards down the field, get back to the huddle, listen to this guy screaming in your ear for 15 seconds, and then try and relay it to us, and then have all of us morons be like, what was the call? What was the call? What was the call? I would kill a human. I mean, there's no doubt. So... No, I don't want to do that. I'm just trying to survive out there. And before I pass out, because I've been talking too much and running out of breath, it's time to end this edition of Cardinals Corner. If you want to keep up with everything Cardinals training camp related, follow the man who just returned after he bankrupt Vegas, Tyler Drake, at T Drake. 
for Sports The Laugh. Totally not ironic. You can follow myself, Eric Ruby, at EricRuby987. You can follow the show at AZ Cards Corner. Of course, check out ArizonaSports.com, the Arizona Sports app, the Cardinals Corner feed, Tyler Drake's Twitter feed. I mean, how can you handle all this Cardinals contact coming at you? You can't, but we'll be there holding your hand all the way through it. So until then, until we hear more from training camp, until Tyler Drake makes the team and is playing inside linebacker for them, we will talk to you guys next week. Until then, enjoy football.